0: Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Well, if you were here at any of the Christmas Masses or you've seen any of my weekly videos or even in the bulletin, you'll know that here at St. Basil's this weekend uh, issues in our theme for the month of January, which is a radical year. And the word radical does not mean extremes. Actually, the word radical, according to its etymology, its Latin roots, it just means roots or back to the roots. It's what the word radical means. And that's what we want for us this year. 2020 was hard, and we want to begin right out of the gates 2021, helping you to be rooted in God, rooted in God's plan. And so I will be preaching at all the masses this weekend, Father John the following weekend, rotating back and forth, so it's one church, one message. We'll have fellow parishioners recording podcasts on how they found the living Jesus through different ministries at St. Basil's, so you can just hear of how God is alive and transforming lives. We will have a happy hour digitally with me and married couples, where I will talk about love songs and the vows. We will also have a scavenger hunt for families throughout Brecksville, and several other opportunities with Deacon Dave teaching in person, as well as digital ministries as well. Also that the first month out of the gate, you can rediscover God and be rooted in His life and love, so that this year can unfold. So that's what we're doing here on a local level this weekend. The Universal Church, all throughout the world, is doing Epiphany Sunday, where the wise men looked up and saw a star guiding them. But in order to find God, they didn't look up. They had to look down. They had to kneel down and bend down to a little child. That the God of the universe wasn't revealed in the brilliance of a star, but actually the invisible God was made visible in the littleness and vulnerability Not in power or knowledge, but in the small trusting disposition of a child. And so Epiphany Sunday is the celebration of non-Israelites, foreigners, Gentiles, the rest of humanity coming to find God and to their surprise, a God of mercy, a God of vulnerability, a God of littleness. So I want to kind of connect these two themes through a story. I met with a very, very holy monk. And this monk was sharing with me different men and women he'd known. And and he would share with me how beautiful and holy they were. And he could just sense that like the grace of God was at work in these men and women. And then as the stories went on, I was fine. I found out this man was an alcoholic and this woman had had all sorts of sordid pasts, several marriages. And and I began to ask this monk, I said, you know, you're talking about when you were a young monk, you looked up to these men and women and then you found out all their brokenness and yet you still were in admiration of them. How do you keep that together? How do you keep all the grace and brilliance and yet all the very real brokenness, how do you keep it all together? And he said, Ryan, I've just seen all the stars fall. And I was left with an option. Either holiness was a facade or that the light shines in the darkness. And he went on to unpack for me that the way God sees us, the way the church actually sees everyone, is that we are immensely broken and blessed. That Jesus really is pouring grace in and through each one of us, And yet we really are frail, weak, and little. And so on this first weekend, if you and I want to be rooted in God, if we do want a radical year, what we need to do is descend. We need to settle into our humanity. Each one of us has a story that has light and darkness, grace and sin, and in it all, there is Jesus, the one who never escaped from humanity, but enters in to heal and bless us, quite literally, from the inside out. We're invited as we begin a new year not to have well-thought-out plans. Right? It's good to contact a financial advisor get your annual physical and things like that, of course. But if we really want to be rooted in God... We need to soak into our hearts, not how I wish I was, not how I portray myself as, but as I really am right now at the beginning of January. Yes, maybe there's some light shining, but in many ways, the places that are so unimpressive, the places that no matter how old you are, we still feel so young and little and small. And it's right there where God reveals something beautiful. That he's not condemning us because we're small. He's calling us to trust his mercy. You know, when the saints of the 20th century speak about God, they say his greatest attribute, think about all the attributes of God, the greatest one is mercy. Mercy, that he has a heart for our sufferings, our fears, our inadequacies. I want to put a little flesh on this for you. I one time got a call that someone wanted to meet with me, and I met with this gentleman who walked into my office, and he was rather gruff and tough, which right away triggers all my insecurities of, you know, jazz and show tunes and whatnot. So <laughs> right away I think, oh boy. Maybe he wants to meet with the other priest on the hall. And he told me of a life where he was actually a hired assassin for the government. And he wasn't crazy. He was quite literally coming to talk. That he began as a young man as a special ops for the government. And after he got out of the military, he continued to work for the government and doing some pretty dark things. And as I just asked for him, share, my, share your story with me. Tell me more. He began to share more and more about... I said, well, okay, so that was when you were 18. You started this incredibly intense life. I said, what was high school like for you? And he was like, man, I was a linebacker, and I just destroyed people. I was like, wow, okay. I was like, I was first-chair jazz band. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> and he said... Um, and as he got more and more and he felt, I think, more comfortable with me, I just kept asking questions. And I mean, this is this is dateline 2020 worthy, okay? Like I'm sitting there and And he said, like, as a as a little kid, he was passed around for a lot of foster homes. And he was hurt a lot and abused. And he had older brothers in one of the places where his like, little childlike heart as a little boy, trusting and full of love that just is boundless, and just wants to hug people, was mocked and beaten constantly. It never went honored. It never went heard and blessed. And so somewhere along the line, he said, you know what makes me suffer? My vulnerability. Do you know what my liability is in life? My littleness. So he quite literally created a whole life where he was inflicting and in control of the pain. Where, it understandable, if he took a bullet wound, he put himself in that place, but he was never going to be trusting, weak, little, vulnerable again until somehow God's grace, him and I, our paths crossed. And he was really concerned because he's had some health issues. Because I said, can I ask, why me? Why now? Like... He always knew Catholicism in his life. He said, I knew the church and Jesus were a guiding star for me. I always knew that was the right way to live. And he said, I got some medical diagnoses and asking some questions about life. And he had some health issues now. And he said he was very worried about when he went before God, how God would see him. And he said, all the evil I've done. And I said, well, what do you think... God's first conversation with you would be like? And he didn't really know how to answer that. And to be honest, there's no playbook in the seminary for how to do this. So I'm feeling my way through trying to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit as we're meeting. And I said, well, what if the first conversation was he sat you down in front of a TV and he played for you like the first time as a little boy you were mocked for being vulnerable And you looked up and you saw Jesus crying because he hated that for you. You could see this very tough man start to rock in his chair. And I said, I think you think your story begins when you started when you were like 18, joining the military. But your story began in the heart of God before you even existed. He wanted there to be a you. And he has nothing but humble tender love for you and so he knows your whole story so when you were taken advantage of or mocked or hurt or went ignored or you felt you had to have it all together because home life was rough or you just started making mistakes in those famous teenage college years his heart's bleeding for you because he knows what sin does to the beauty and glory of his creation both sins at us and from us And this is why the Magi knew it was God. Only God can become so small and still capture the human heart. Only God's vulnerability, both in the manger and on the cross, can call forth our vulnerability and trust. And when those two touch, that's holiness, that's beauty, that's God. So as we begin this year, In order to have a radical year, the word radical conjures up images of aggression and power and impressiveness. But if radical means roots, where are roots? They're underground. They're in the dirt. We gotta bend down into the dirt of our humanity. We gotta realize we are treating places in our hearts and our stories and in our relationships Much more harshly and impatiently than God is. Yes, sin is real, but above all, so is mercy and tender love, compassion and forgiveness. And so, if we're going to start our year off being rooted in God, I'm going to invite you to do two things. The first one is make a good confession. I know, I'm a priest. I get a bonus every time I mention it. But still, where else can you go and say, I'm not okay? Where else can you go and say, not all these things I plan to do, Father, I'm going to work harder on this, but I I just need help because this is what I've gotten my life wrapped up into. Go online, do an examination of conscience, prepare well, but above all, confess hiding, Maybe you hide from, uh, you know, trying to be a star because you just feel like you're a baby in a manger. So you want to be the impressive star in the story, but really, I I don't even know what to do. So confess that pride that thinks you have to make yourself lovable when God already made you lovable. And here's the second thing. Sit down this week in silence and specifically name where you feel insecure, inadequate, and poor. And in case you don't know, I'm going to name a few options. Especially dads, but anyone, how are you doing with your high school daughter? How do you feel about your college being mainly online and the future of your jobs? How do you feel about your spouse's lack of faith? How do you feel in the face of your friends just thriving and having a lot of good going on in their lives? And all of a sudden what's triggered in you is I gotta somehow tell them what I'm doing or where do you feel inadequate and insecure? Name it specifically and begin a conversation with God around that place in your heart. If roots grow in what is lowly, the dirt, the roots of God want to grow in the very foundations of our being so that the small places, the poor places, can be experienced just like the gospel, where Jesus' first proclamation when he's giving his high teaching the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are the poor. Why? Because they're wide open to all the riches that God wants to give us. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app, Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brecksville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.